You're listening to the Dirty Dozen Podcast. This week's artist, Tom Petty. Let yourself go into the great wide open. Follow the American girl picking wildflowers down the Red River. Straight to darkness through Dreamville until you reach the zombie zoo where you'll find your hosts, Rob Heitman and Jacob Newkirk. Welcome to the Dirty Dozen Podcast, where we'll rank the Dirty Dozen or Top 12 Tom Petty songs while discussing the band and pounding back a few brews. I am Rob. And I'm Jake. I'd like to thank everybody who's been active on our Facebook page. Although I can't send a shout out to everybody, I'd like to take a quick second to spend a, send a special shout out to Zach Coffin, Graham Wells, Michael Smith, and Linda Breach for being active on our Facebook page. With a special shout out to Mark Shepard for suggesting our video's Shot of the Week or we'll try it, uh, shot of the week, uh, the four horsemen. And we actually took it one further. We said, four horsemen, that's nice. Nice to know you. And we actually did. There's two different versions of the four horsemen. There's the Jose Cuervo is the fourth horseman. It's Jack, Jim, and Johnny, always. Mm -hmm. And then there's Jose on one. And Jake, you did Jameson, right? Yep. Yep. And then that's we're like. That's the proper one. That's me. the proper. Four, well, they're both four horsemen. It depends on a, where you go. Yeah. But, you know, I got you. <laughs> so we did both just to be safe. And then we said, what could we do to spice this up? We're already doing like two and a half ounces of shot here. How can we make it three? What what will push it over the top? And what pushed it over the top was we found this drink, or I found this drink, called the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, which kind of fits together. And the Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, all you have to do is add 151. And yes, I did find 151. <laughs> so we used 151. So by the end of the video, as I'm signing off on that video, <laughs> all that stuff's hitting me at that exact moment. And it's hitting me now. So the Tom Potty. Yeah, this Tom Potty. <laughs> I, I may have said that. I don't even know. You know what we should have done? Or Poppy. Just, uh, Tom Poppy. It just popped in my head. Since we're doing Four Horsemen, we should have poured in some of the horse jizz that we drank the other time and made a That's what we, we should be drinking now. <laughs> horse jizz with the Four Horsemen. It would kind of work. <laughs> Next time. Yeah, we, we we'll could, revisit this. We could absolutely do that. Uh, we have a cool beer coming up, too, we're going to talk about. But first, let's just take a quick second and talk about Tom Petty. So tell me how Tom Petty and those heartbreakers impacted the life of Jacob Newkirk. Ah, it's just good time music. I always just think of turn on the radio, classic rock, you know, KLOS or something. There's always those, those songs are playing. Yeah, simple songs, but just so good. They did it well, especially Mike Campbell when he plays. It's not this virtuoso solos. No, yeah. Although he plays amazing he can, solos, yeah. he thinks it out. He thinks it like almost like a vocal line, and he right. And he plays just these tight, what sounds like simple, but it's really thought out mm -hmm. uh, solos, uh, which is and those really are the, the memorable ones, the ones without cramming a million notes in, but the ones that you can kind of sing along, and it's just real catchy yeah, I, to the ears. I am totally with you. Mm -hmm. So. um I remember like being glued to MTV, enjoying you know those epic Tom Petty videos. I mean, MTV was where I a lot of these music just opened up for me, and yeah, yeah. And Tom Petty was one of those bands that he had his stuff out there. Yeah. They had done he something the for MTV World. Yeah, I'll talk about it later. But they did some stuff before even MTV was around that they're like, I don't want to go on that TV show. I don't want to go on Merv Griffin. Let's just cut a video for that. So they had these videos on stock. So when they started this network up, it's like, hey, uh, uh, where can I find some good videos? Tom Petty has videos? Send them here, and we'll play them over the mm -hmm. air, and people will love them. And they did. I started listening to like his hits on uh, a custom cassette that my buddy had. It's like mm -hmm. I, he had all his albums, and I would just like grab the songs that I wanted <laughs> yeah. on a cassette. And, uh, but I did buy it once Full Moon Fever came out. I bought that. Then I went back, and once CD hit, I was like, you know, Full Moon Fever again, uh, Damn the Torpedoes, Into the Great yeah. Wide Open, Wildflowers. Uh, there was a bunch. And I think I actually got the first Tom Petty in the Heartbreaker CD. Mm -hmm. Well, you also got a shout out to, um, I don't know if you're a King of the Hill fan, but Tom Petty was, uh, he plays Lucky on there. And I always enjoyed those episodes. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's He's multi-talented. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> he sounds like his voice. You know what I mean? You can hear Tom Petty. Yeah, he can tap into that uh, Florida Southern drawl that he has if he needs to. What else is new? Mike Campbell, obviously the, the Heartbreakers are no more. Hmm. He's now just replaced uh, last year Lindsey Buckingham in Fleetwood Mac. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so he's the new oh. guitarist for Fleetwood Mac. There, I, I didn't even know like them. Mike the amount of writing that he offered to Tom yeah. over the years right. that 
they never really took. He wrote The Boys of Summer and Heart of the Matter for Don Henley. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he offered them up to Tom uh, wow. Tom first, and he's like, yeah, that's not really me. And so he handed them to Don Henley. And good. Well, he did pretty good with them. Just saying, Mike Man, Campbell the guy's a hit, is hit a maker. good writer, too. And yeah. A lot of times, everybody's just thinking about Tom because it's Tom Penny and the Heartbreakers. Right, it's not Mike Campbell it. and the Heartbreakers, mm. right? Anyway, let's start talking about the beer we're drinking. And Jake, mm. why don't you start talking about it? Yeah, just crack this one open. It's from Modern Times Beer. It's called Orderville. It says Hazy Mosaic IPA. <clears throat> and you know, we all love IPAs, but this one actually, I was impressed with that, that first drink. Particularly on the back, because it says something about joining a drum circle of flavor in a magical forest of hops. So that's a good selling point there. But um, Or not. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Magical drum circle. There you go. But yeah, as soon as you open it, it's real, like, piney, real green, right? You smell that? Yeah, I do. That's why I was blown away. I love that. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it just smells like a Christmas tree as soon as you open it. And then it tastes pretty good. I'm a fan already. You can kind of feel the hops kind of bubbling in your mouth. It's, I don't know if it's extra carbonation, or but it's kind of like little flavor packets. It's almost like having like a Pop Rocks. Not, <laughs> not quite as crazy as Pop Rocks in my mouth, but uh, you know pop what I mean? Pop Rocks. But when you're tasting it, you can get that full flavor. This is an yeah. excellent Super IPA. Super hoppy. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was impressed. Because in the world of a million IPAs that all taste the same, this one definitely is, is different. Yeah, it stands out. It's good. So we're going to be drinking this as we go along. So... We'll let you know how they are by the end. It sounds good so far, so so we're pretty much good on the Orderville at this point. I tried to find Dreamville beer, but there's no such thing. So uh, yeah, Orderville, I was like, oh, that's sort of Tom Petty-ish. Anyway, let me read this Six real quick. Six degrees of Tom Petty. <laughs> Six degrees of Tom Petty. Before we begin, we'll be critically reviewing songs, and we will share under 15 seconds of each tune unless there is a specific issue or criticism that we may need to highlight or do a second clip. We have made Apple Music and Spotify playlists. Just search Official Dirty Dozen on either service to listen to our lists in their entirety. We've also created a current episode playlist, which will automatically update when each podcast comes out. Like today, as I'm recording this, it has Guns N' Roses, Dirty Dozen is up there. When this comes out, when you're listening to it, poof, the current list will be Tom Petty, right? And then two weeks later, poof, it'll be the next one. Tom Petty will be gone. <laughs> in a poof. And it'll be next. So it's like poof, 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 poof. <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know what these pooping is. Uh, Listen anyway, for those poops. It, it's it's post uh, Four Horsemen and the Apocalypse poops. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this way, all the money for playing the tunes that you will listen to after this podcast and during this podcast will head back to Tom Petty and his, his estate, his estate, and the Heartbreakers and whoever else owns rights to these songs. Anyway, this week we decided to skip the just missed the cut for something we're calling a deep cut. So let's jump right in with Jake's Tom Petty deep cut. Mm -hmm. I mean, selecting this list was already hard enough, but then to to not pick an obvious like thirteenth song that didn't fit in was was hard. So there was a lot of maybe just missed the cuts, but one standout track that I heard is off of Wildflowers, and I think I liked it just because it's just got that bluesy, dark guitar tone and and great groove. But it's called Honeybee. Oh, that's good. You know, Honeybee they did on Saturday Night Live. Oh, really? That was the one where uh, Dave Grohl played drums on Honeybee. Oh, I didn't. Oh, is that this? That they do the, two songs on. Yeah, this song, yeah. The, so the was, first song was Honeybee. I didn't even know that. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. No wonder I dug it. Yeah, no wonder. <laughs> but he doesn't play on the album, obviously. Right, right. Hey, that's Honeybee. That's mm -hmm. Jake's deep cut with <laughs> Jacob Newkirk. I don't know if it was deep enough now. <laughs> yeah, my my deep cut's going to go a little deeper, I hope. This one is off of the 2010 release of Mojo. And let me tell you, before I even get into the song, if you're a fan of rock and roll, and if you're a fan of... Mojo was filled with great rock songs. There's not a hit on it, but they're great <laughs> rock songs. No, there's a difference. It's not a pop hit. Yeah, I hear you. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? But it's they were in the studio, and they went back to the Mud Crutch days. Mm -hmm. They took the band, and they played all the songs live. And Mike Campbell I love that. got a new Les Paul. And they said, we do all of our stuff, guitars back. We're going to do a guitar front album that's just going to be the us ripping into these songs. Oh, man. And it's fantastic. And they actually, the song that I'm going to be calling my deep cut, 
I had two, but I'm going to pick this one. I Should Have Known It, which is on Mojo. And it really gets that early 70s rock vibe, kind of Mayhall with the scooping of Zeppelin. It sounds amazing. Easily the hardest guitar forward song from anything Tom Petty's ever done. Mike lets it rip. He opens up. He doesn't play with his usual constraint. He just goes. There's all these pauses, which I love, when the instruments stop and this really tight band together being able to stop and start and stop and start all over Mm -hmm. the place. And Tom does something I thought he could never do, was show his inner Robert Plant. And (laughs) uh, it's just my amazing, like, a deep-cut diamond on this. So this is uh, I Should Have Known, which is it's just really good. (laughs) And it doesn't actually sound like Tom Petty, which is kind of (laughs) weird, but it actually does. So I'm going to play a bunch of it here for Jake. You're only going to get 15 seconds. I apologize. It's goodness right here. That's my deep cut. Yeah, <laughs> so man. what do you think, Jake? That feels like a Zeppelin tune. It did. But you should have heard the solo. I didn't even get to that. He just rips. The great thing is when I listen to that music, listen to Mojo. Anybody who likes that sort of music, if that sounded good to you, pick up Mojo. It's a lot of that. It's all live. It's not to a click. The BPMs are shifting around in the song. Good. It's not this whole world of computerized drumming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's organic. Real people doing it. There's something about somebody playing something live and mm-hmm. the feel. And you can kind of even feel it in that one second there. Amen. So let's jump right in to the uh, Dirty Dozen. So, Jake, do you want me to go first? You go first? I- I'll tell you what. I will go first. Yeah, you go ahead. I'll change this up. This one is my guilty pleasure. It's a guilty pleasure song. <laughs> oh, no. It, maybe it's not the 12th best, but it's really close to the 12th best. It's like in that, in that space. So I put it on 12th best because I like this song. Big chord hits with stops always get me through the verse. It's on Let Me Up, I've Had Enough. Uh, the name of the song is Jammin' Me. I remember the video and the controversy with Eddie Murphy. Because mm-hmm. he calls Eddie Murphy out. Yeah, he's his name. And Eddie was not happy about it. But that's Bob Dylan's fault, right? I think he's Yeah, yeah Bob Dylan was a writer on this. The request to take him back because he's jamming Tom. He did not like him at all. <laughs> he was like, what do you mean take me back? What's this take me back? It got crazy. Uh, but it's catchy, hooky goodness. They came up with the lyrics by picking words out of the newspaper and off TV, yeah. off TV. And they worked off of Mike Campbell, who wrote the music for the track. Tom and uh, Dylan, which is amazing if you think about it, uh, sitting there and... Uh, and yeah, because he wasn't around when they actually worked on it, right? He kind of had it demoed and gave it to Tom, and then Tom brought it up to Bob Dylan, Bob I Bob Dylan, and they sat and they did the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. and completed the song without him. That's not, <laughs> well, no, but it's cool. I mean, yeah, how cool is that? Mike's not doing the words, <clears throat> really. For that stuff. So uh, mm-hmm. let's hear uh, jamming me a little bit. Okay, that's my number 12, jamming me. Poor Eddie. <laughs> yeah, I know. Take back Vanessa Redgrave. There's somebody who <laughs> should be really pissed. <laughs> Vanessa Redgrave. Do you know that cowbell in there, too? And, and they did take back Joe Piscopo, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Although Joe has his wonderful podcast. If you guys like that sort of thing, look up Joe Piscopo. He has a podcast. Tell, tell him we sent sent you from the, he does? the Dirty Dozen podcast and say, okay. Just so you know. Anyway, he's still, he's still around podcasting like us, but <laughs> a lot more successful than us at this point. That's okay. <laughs> How about what? What's his podcast? Oh, he does a radio show, and he just a lot of the radio people just like jump over and do podcasts because oh, yeah. they want to talk more. He does impressions on his podcast, I'm sure. Well, so do you. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Let's not do that this time, though. <laughs> I don't want to do the Stevie Wonder uh, Sinatra impression right now. <laughs> That's, that sounds glorious. <laughs> what was it? What, what did he used to do? He's like, "You are black, and I am white. <laughs> you're, you're as blind as a bat, and I have sight, <laughs> and all that stuff." Yeah, yeah it was, it was all perfect, that, perfect. It was all SNL stuff. That wasn't me making it up. That's Joe Piscopo. So if you have any complaints about that last comment, 
please write to Joe Piscopo at JoePiscopo.com. All right. Uh, I'm sure that's probably yeah. Write a letter to that website. (laughs) That's right. If you can't find it, don't blame me. Stop jamming me and go do what you want. Okay. So, Jake, what's your 12 and 11? What we got? I'm my 12. I'm curious about this uh, top 12, actually, for this one, because I'm not going to give any uh, foresight, but we'll see. Okay. So, my 12 is off uh, You're Gonna Get It, um, and it's a song I need to know. And I have a feeling um, a lot of people... It's going to be a lot higher, but really composing this list, it's a lot of songs that are like neck and neck. So that's my disclaimer for for my pick here. Yeah, it's just like a stomping rock song. Tasty kind of descending piano bits in there and the loud wail before they go into that guitar solo. But yeah, number 12. Okay, that's Jake's 12. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny how listening to Tom Petty growing up, I didn't realize how much piano and organ was in there. That's what I really like, the, the piano accents in I Need to Know. That was like, that's it for that. That's I love it. A lot of the hooks, I mean, there's a lot of guitar hooks too in, the, in Tom Petty music, but there's so much piano and organ going on in there that really is like these stand-up parts that I, I don't think people maybe pick up on initially, but it's super important. The songs aren't there without it, you know? that song my biggest problem with that song is i don't understand what he's saying in the chorus it doesn't matter he just no he he says i need to know i need to know (laughs) and he repeats that quite a bit those are the best kinds yeah (laughs) i was just playing oh so so that was your my 12 12 what's 11 my number 11 is off of damn the torpedoes and it's called don't do me like that great simple song it's a catchy tempo that kind of pushes against the beat that one and the two and that kind of kicks in there i think that kind of grabs attention when you're listening to it that's a great tune you have that piano and the keys for the song again yep he has that that's catchy right. first and chorus and then once again repeating chorus you, you want you love those repeating chorus songs my only problem i ever had with the song i don't like the bridge as much because the bridge seems to clash. Mm. That's the only problem with the song. The other song was really a really good tune. And this was actually Tom Petty's first top ten hit. No, this was? Yeah. Don't do me like that. Yeah, oh, this song, Tom Petty actually offered this song to uh, the Jay Giles band. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did read that. They decided they were already too far into their album to take it. So Tom said, I'll do it. And he did it. And he got his first top ten hit. Mm. So I guess he was pretty happy about that. So let's hear a little bit about Don't Do Me Like That. Okay, that's Don't Do Me Like That, which coincidentally is the name of my sex tape. <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> but I'm, I'm sorry, I was just kind of sitting there. <laughs> All right, so uh, my Where num- can you find that tape? Uh, <laughs> where popular at videos are sold. <laughs> Blockbuster still has it, so check your local Blockbuster for that. All right, so I'm going to jump to my number 11 off of the Wallflowers album. It's You Wreck Me. Yeah. I really enjoy the song with the open ringing chords. You'll see that kind of, if you look over this whole podcast, I love those big, thick chords, open ringing. Mm-hmm. And it's always been a staple of the live show too. I kind of feel like this song pulls you down like you're racing down a track. The chord progressions are pretty simple. It makes a transition into the chorus great. The oh, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, the stuff they're doing mm-hmm. there. Just play dumb, whatever you know. It's one of my favorite lines off the off the you wreck me. And this believe it or not, you know what the song was originally supposed to be called? What? You rock me. Oh, that wouldn't have worked. He said the band thought that was ordinary and cliche. So they just replaced one word in it. And it's you wreck me. Yeah, you want to be wrecked, not rocked. Out of all of that, you wreck me, uh, is a fantastic tune. So let's listen a little bit. Okay, that's You Wreck Me, my number 11. You know what's weird about that song is I always heard the snare drum. It, it sounds like a piccolo almost or something that's like a little higher tuned up. And it just, it, 
I don't know, it's just in my ear the whole time. I love the song, but that always just is kind of like a. I get it. I mean, there's the, me. there's sometimes there's a guitar thing that I kind of yeah. that tweaks me that you may love, and it's like I get it. You know what I mean? Because I'm like mm. listening to these big open guitar chords. And you're like, listen, well, yeah, you know, something else is just in the background, but yeah, to someone else, it's that like hi right hat in sounds face. weird. Uh, what am I doing? You know, yeah, I got it. But it's not bad. It's just, it's just different. I, I just, I'm curious why they decided to make that sound that way. <laughs> I don't know. You'd have to have Tom Petty on this yeah, one. I'll ask him. Uh, I'll call him up. If we call him up, <laughs> I, I we got to get the Ouija board out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> so. Uh, okay, my number 10 <laughs> is off of Damn the Torpedoes, the 1979 release. Watch your mouth. Which is uh, Even the Losers. Oh. The only thing I don't understand about the song is that little <laughs> false intro that it does. And maybe it's just where it originally sat in the song. Yeah. And they moved it for the CD or whatever. But it's the verse, chorus, they just drive forward. The chorus, it's catchiness is almost iconic. The solo is very tasteful and restrained, which is pretty much what Mike Campbell does. Mm-hmm. We all can relate to this song. There's always a time in life when it seems like life threw bad cards in your face. And luck will come to even the person who has the worst losing streak. Petty said in this interview with uh, Musical Express in 1980 that I wanted to write anthems for underdogs. It's sort of almost framed in a little bit about that MCA issue that uh, Petty had, which was amazing. He... <laughs> He declared bankruptcy when they asked for all this money, and uh, he got out of the contract. So it was one of these big, drawn-out things. It's just one of those amazing things that actually happened. So let's let's listen to even the losers a little bit off of uh, "Damn the Torpedoes." Okay, that's even the losers. It's uh, a good rock and roll. It's it's absolutely great. And every time I listen to that song, the keys yeah. and and what Ben Montage so uh, would do in there, I I think of my buddy uh, Jason Weck. I know, and, and what he can do with that. And uh, Jason, I was just thinking of Jason too. Here's your official call out, Jason Weck. Jason Weck, we have your call out. One of the best keyboard players you'll ever mm-hmm. play around or play with. And Jake and I both play with him and. He's fantastic, and he comes up with stuff that's just on the fly and just so talented. So, anyway, enough about Jason Wack. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's he'll love he this though, buddy. Ben Montage. He's Ben Montage for uh, for the California area where we're from. <laughs> so uh, that was my number ten, <clears throat> even the losers. So, Jake, what do you got? What's ten? My number ten is off of the greatest hits album because it wasn't oh, on an album. That's right. I know what song <laughs> it is. Of course, because it's uh, Mary Jane's Last Dance. When I was growing up and I first heard the song, or actually I saw the video on MTV, I wasn't that into it. It was kind of, I don't know, I wasn't into that space of music at the time. But you couldn't deny it was a good rock song. It's infectious groove. But The beat that makes your booty move. Yeah, or, or not. But I think there was something about the video that was just captivating, though. So, And then as I got older and everything, it's just there's something about that um, that tune that's really super catchy. But it's it's interesting to think about. Like, rarely does a song that was made for like a greatest hits album become one of like the number one songs that a, a band does. Well, Petty actually hated that. I mean, he hated the fact that they even had to do it. Well, didn't he? It was called Indiana Girl, right? They wrote it back in. Uh, I made some notes here. What was it? In the Full Moon Fever days, it was written, but it wasn't recorded during until during Wildflowers. Yep. Yeah, it's just one of those songs that it's it's one of the, the timeless uh, songs for his catalog. Sure. Yeah, the the whole necrophilia yeah, part of the that video, spin on it, yeah, with uh, Kim, Kim Basinger, Basinger yeah. and uh, all of that. I was like, it was just, I felt weird watching it. Totally, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I felt like this is wrong. Like you see the you see the mortician sneaking out with the body and then dressing the body yeah. up, and <clears throat> yeah, it was oh, dark. Yeah, it was really bizarre. So if you ever have a chance, and I'll, I'll put I'll put it in the show notes to this song it's just totally like, yeah. yeah this is one that um we cover in the the bar band i mean every, oh uh, awesome yeah, it's a fun one to play but... it's a great tune mm-hmm. so let's hear a little okay that's jake's 10 um, yeah, but it, uh, it, it rivaled a lot of other spots. Uh, this uh, 
This well, one, I moved so many songs around for this one. Well, for me too, as the week, like, this is a two-week period in between it. And, you know, I initially, oh, weekend, I got my list. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, those songs are off, that song's on, this. And then I had my songs, my 12 pretty much set, and then they just started moving. Yep. Actually, I had my 13 or 14 pretty much set. I'm finally at that point where I'm like, that's where it belongs. Mm. But it took me a long time to get there. It really did. And uh, that's not the number 10 song to see. <laughs> anyway we'll see <laughs> all right well it's actually even the losers we just talked about it <laughs> no okay go <laughs> okay what do you got number nine um number nine learning to fly off into the great wide open four simple chords with that jangly guitar sound that we talked about it's just like you know typical tom petty sound and there's some like woodblock percussion in the backing tracks if you're paying attention but uh it's a good song a lot of people might argue it shouldn't be as low but there's a lot of songs that no i'm with you i get and uh, yeah, this song's moved around for me a little mm. bit. So uh, not that it's at number nine. Is that a wood block that you're hearing? I, I've always wondered what that little sound is in the background. I don't know. Let's listen close. Right. Uh, let's go to Learning to Fly, which is just fantastic. And it's not the Pink Floyd song, by the way. So mm-hmm. make sure you or know. the Foo Fighters. Well, the Foo Fighters are way after this. <laughs> and this is somebody who doesn't like the Foo Fighters. What do you mean the Foo Fighters? No, I like like 10 songs. Of 10 songs. Fighters. Okay. <laughs> you got to figure out two more and then we're good to go with our <laughs> podcast. Uh, Foo Fighters will be coming this season sometime. That's going to happen. Learn to fly. That was the absurdly high. Learning to fly number nine for Jake. <laughs> Oh, low. Lower high. It was way too. So we'll see. <laughs> uh, no, I love that. So song. what was it? Woodblock? Are you hearing that? Yeah, no, I heard it. it, it it's it's something. You know, what I'm I mean? waiting for the VH1 the uh, classic albums to decompose this. You have to wait for Saturday Night Live to say, "I need more Woodblock." <laughs> yeah, yeah, then it'll be a thing. That's right. I'm the same way as you. I put my pants on one leg at a time. But when I put my pants on, I make gold records. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's such a good, good bit. <laughs> that's the cowbell bit. If everybody, Obviously, everybody yeah, knows that. For all you youngins. For your youngins. Your young ripper snappers. I tell you right now. Uh, my next uh, number, number nine is off of Wallflowers. And it's You Don't Know How It Feels. Oh. one of these songs that are just a uh, steady beat of the harmonica and this mm-hmm. kills uh, the emphasis on the piano the vocals and the lyrics are great verse is killer and the chorus even gets better it started lower on my list but every time I hear this song it gets better hmm. one of the best lines is I woke up in between a memory and a dream it's it's just fantastic this song I, I tell you what it, it could be even higher I, it's one of these songs that I just love and as I was putting this together today, I was like, nine, if Jake doesn't put it on his list at all, this may not make the official list. And I'm like, I should just push it at eight, but I didn't want to do that. But uh, Oh, yeah, don't cheat. I'm not cheating. I'm not trying to work the system. But uh, You Don't Know How It Feels is one of these songs that, you know, obviously, they had this uh, controversy because they have drug references in the song. Yeah. Yeah, it was a... Uh... Didn't they like bleep it out or, or no? Change? No, what they changed it is Nuge, because they they changed the they did a backwards thing on MTV. Oh yeah, yeah, that's and what I remember. For Tom Petty says that sounds actually worse than the joint, because I don't know if you've ever had a Nuge, but it sounds pretty wicked. Yeah, that'll mess you up. <laughs> I was on Storytellers. He did that thing. It was great. So I'll try to put that link on that. I think that's on YouTube. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, mm-hmm. you don't know how it feels. One of my favorite songs, even though it's number nine. I tried to be honest about, you know, not my favorite songs, but the top 12 songs. So here's number nine. Well, let me get to the point. Let's roll another joint. I'm too long to be Okay, there's number nine. You don't know how it feels. My yeah. number nine. Uh, Do you remember that video where it's just like one shot and he's... Well, it's one shot, but there's him. so much stuff happening yeah. in the background. I think that that's it's got to be really tough to do because it's a one shot take of him and it's kind of spinning around. But every time he spins like 
you know, like three o'clock. Yeah, there's this like there's a whole other thing happening behind him. So he could be doing a song and someone screws up behind him and they got to do it again. And then they, he doesn't that, even know what's happening behind. Well, him. they had that woman take over for that little part of it. Oh, that is right. Or, yeah. Well, it's a transvestite. I don't it's even. It's been know. a while since I've seen that video. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, I remember that was on all the time on MTV. A, it was a hot-looking manly woman, so I don't know oh, what you heard you know, it here, folks. Right. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the backstory on it. You know what I mean? But it was like, it was supposed to be this hot woman, but she looked kind of manly and it was kind of weirding She's, me out. Is she in your sex tape? No. no. <laughs> you don't know how it feels. It's actually the name of my other sex tape. <laughs> All right. We're going to go to, we're, we're oh, going no, no. to flag this episode. But um, but I blame, I wanted to say I though, blame the four horsemen <laughs> apocalypse. That's what I blame. <laughs> That song, I always thought it, it it obviously has that We Will Rock You drum beat, though. And I think that's what is a big um, catchy hook to people that may not even pick up on that. That it, There's something about that beat that just kind of uh, for draws me, you in. For me, it was the lyrics and, oh, okay. and that kind of feel and the vibe. Granted, the, the beat was very consistent and not like Mojo at all. But it still, it was, it, for me, it just kind of took it off. It was great. Anyway. My, my number eight is off Southern Accents, and it's one of the best videos of all time. It's Don't Come Around Here No More. Mm, yeah. This is uh, Dave Stewart from the Eurythmics. Yeah, he co-wrote w- it. Working on this, and a uh, bit of controversy on this one, because there was a little bit of cannibalism, at least that's how some people saw it, with Alice getting eaten at the end of this video uh, as she was turned <laughs> into uh, oh, the cake? some cake. Yeah, yeah. and it's and, and it interesting to hear the actress talk about it how long she had to have her head through the cake to shoot that scene. There was, was controversy like, about that? Oh, yeah, there was controversy because there was some uh, some groups that were really upset that they were promoting cannibalism. People look for a lot There's of things. There's always going to be upset people. Because, well, literally, you got to think, this. maybe some kid was watching it and loves Alice in Wonderland. Oh, mm. this is great. Look at Mad Hatter, blah, 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 blah. Wait, she's getting <laughs> eaten. Ah! Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mommy, mommy, mommy. Okay, mommy, now, mommy, the, call, now you won't eat call cake. Your congressman, you know what I mean? That's <laughs> that sort of thing. Because no, yeah. it wasn't cake. Because no, you know, know, to, know. A, to, a, to somebody young or somebody yeah, looking they just at seem it may not the... seem to. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, you know, Tom Petty puts her in the mouth and it's like, whoop. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the end of the video. So it's how Alice did not make it out of Wonderland and got eaten alive by the Mad Hatter's Tea Party. So uh, <laughs> the the drums and the keys kind of carry this tune. And that sitar, I love that, and that nice touch. In the touch. beginning, it's so good. The sitar intro was just, and that whole hey, and the whole use of background singers to kind of come in and do things that Tom isn't doing too, and it's iconic things in the song. So it's background singers taking the lead in certain points, even so, even if it's just hey, and at the end of it, the guitars pick up a little bit. But the for me, it was just a little bit too much wah, which which kept it out of the top 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 of this. But the psychedelic sound that Dave Stewart brought to this, yeah, and, and like that guitar, and, and and he's the guy on the. If you watch the video, uh, which I'll put a link to in our show notes, he's the guy on the mushroom, playing. Mm-hmm. And if you ever heard Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart's Rhythmics, uh, Rhythmics, yeah, uh, not my favorite band, but my wife loves it. So Jake, probably <laughs> you probably love it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that Sweet Dreams video scared me as a kid. So. Did it? Yeah. Anyway, so let's don't come around here no more. Let's play a little of that. That's my number eight. Don't come around here no more. The interesting thing about that is I can never, ever listen to that song. And I don't know if that song would make my top 12 list if I hadn't seen the video. Every time I oh, yeah. hear that song, I see the video in my head. There's a lot of videos that I think make a song for me looking back, especially at that time with the MTV era was just booming. Mm-hmm. And there was just like these incredible videos that, to accompany these songs where if you judge it on, like you said, just music alone, it might be different. But because there's this visual that accompanies it, it changes everything. Are you a big Vivo watcher, or do you watch it at all? Yeah, there's some Vivo stuff I see, but usually it's YouTube. Yeah, I know. It's kind of like I'll, I'll throw it through YouTube, and, mm-hmm. and and by the way, there's I'm going to put a plethora of links, and oh, there's so much stuff here for Tom Petty. There's these, this thing called the Petty Archives that they have. Just for him, it's every article ever written on Tom Petty. 
and <laughs> it's so amazing oh, and you can get lost in it but you can go back to any year any month almost and see who wrote an article whether it's the indianapolis b or rolling stone or spin or whatever you want all their articles are on there it's fantastic so i'll definitely put a link to that i'm not gonna probably put a link to all of the the sources that i've used through this but it's all through the petty archives and it's just this amazing resource for fans of tom petty so check that out anyway wow. what's what's your break yeah my number eight uh it's off of full moon fever this one is uh and i don't know where it's on your list i imagine it's there somewhere but it's it's uh i won't back down okay um it's a simple mid-tempo song imagine correctly it just sits perfectly uh, I love the big sing-along chorus in there. There's basically straight drums, which is typical of a lot of his songs with um, the kind of minor build parts. But yeah, it's interesting that the video for this shows uh, Ringo, Ringo, yeah, on drums, and he was but, but he was recording. not playing drums yeah. on it. It was Phil. Uh, yeah, Phil Jones played drums on this. But yeah, and um, Johnny Cash covered this on his uh, American Three album too, and I think Tom Petty played guitar and did like some backing vocals on it too with him yeah yeah he uh i think tom petty said that after he heard cash's version he's like i should never have recorded it because cash did it much better than <laughs> really did. you know and also that's also lifting up somebody you yeah, know what i mean right it's one of it, mm. it is one of the best songs by uh by tom petty yeah. so uh let's listen to i won't back down Okay, that's I won't back down. Jake's number eight. Yeah. Okay. What's your number seven? Number seven off the same album. It's called Free Fallen. Ha! Bing, 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 bing. Did we match bing, up? Bing, 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 bing. Number seven is Did mine we? is Free Fallen. Oh, yep. All right. Good, good, good. So we put it there. At so, least we landed on on one so far. Some reasonable space for it. I knew it was gonna happen at some point. But yeah, I don't know if it's because the San Fernando Valley references of where I grew up. I'm like, oh yeah, I know that part, and um, yeah, it's like, I love when they sing the Ventura Boulevard with like the harmonies going on in the background there. But um, yeah, it's just got a laid back feel to it. It's got the sing along chorus, um, those ring out chords that you were talking about. That space, a lot of space in this song. Um, the drums don't even come in till the second verse, and there's that kind of march beat. Um, but yeah, good tune. Yeah, I mean, it's an iconic tune everybody knows. Mm -hmm. That acoustic intro, the verse is pretty much perfect. The chorus is epic. And the vocal range that Tom brings to this, yeah. the free fallen part is not an easy thing to sing, to sing well and yeah. to sing consistently. Show us. Uh, yeah, we will. And, no, uh, you but, sing it. No, <laughs> not going to happen. If I get my guitar out, maybe. But uh, I love the, the background vocals at the end of this, how it highlights his voice at the end. And it's mm -hmm. just really good and you know it's one of these songs that people who don't know much i think that my daughter who is into hip-hop now and is into all this mm -hmm. i think if i played free fallen she'd know who sung it right and the song timeless song and i know anna mm -hmm. would totally sing the song along mm -hmm. with it because she's just amazing at some of the stuff she pulls out i know i did something right with anna <laughs> but speaking of uh vocal range this song didn't um it was on the VMAs, right? And I think Axel came out and sang the song with Tom Petty. Um, I, don't, I don't know what year that was, but you can find, I think, some footage on YouTube of when he came out and did it. And you're like, oh, yeah. I mean, it makes sense for Axel Rose to come out and, and sing that range. But Yeah, there's a bunch of really good videos along the... I don't want to jump ahead too much, but like, there's some Eddie Vedder stuff. Some of the stuff, some of the people who sing along with Petty and play with Petty... It's amazing. Anyway, let's yeah. just go. Here's some free falling. And as Jake requested, I'm going to sing along with it. How's that? <laughs> I asked for it. And the good girls are home with broken hearts. Free falling. <laughs> You're nailing it. That 
that is our, the number seven song by Tom Petty. Officially. Which is Free Fallen, which will be interesting to see once the bleep, bleep, bleep yeah. comes together. Because mm-hmm. we both have this ranked at the same spot, so we're going to get oh, points yeah, the for computer, uh, like it, puts like, it there. Like for some things that maybe you don't have at all, right. and I don't have at all, they sometimes drop lower. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the things that we both have will drop higher. So oh. free fall and may actually for that it, one. make it six or five or something like that. I doubt it'll make one, but unless we have no matches coming up. I think we might. Yeah, I, I, well, we have to have something. I know we're going to start duplicating a little bit. Uh, as seven is free falling for, for yep. you. Uh-huh. So seven is free falling for me. Boom, boom. So I only have one to go. And this one has already been done. I won't back down. Uh, it's my number six uh, off of Full Moon Fever. Mm-hmm. And George Harrison plays on the song. That's right. And sings the background vocals. And Mike always plays this like tasty sort of slide that he does. Love the harmonies in the chorus. Jeff Lynn produced it. And Tom, when he first wrote this song, he said, uh, this is just too introspective for me. What do you think? He was like, no, it's good. feels great. So, hmm. so I kept on. And that was in Guitar Player Magazine. Once again, thank you, Petty Archives. Uh, I never <laughs> would have found that. In July 2006, in Guitar Player Magazine... <laughs> There was a, a really good article, and Guitar Player Magazine yeah. kind of pulls me in no matter what. God bless so, the internet. Yes, I know. <laughs> anyway, I Won't Back Down is my number six. Okay, that's my number six. I Won't Back Down. Where it belongs. <laughs> We're off close. We're actually pretty close. Favorite. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, that slide, like you said. So my seven so jumped in your seven. So my six was the only song that I got to do this round. So what's your six and five? Oh, my six. Yeah. Off Damn the Torpedoes. It's Refugee. I always love the line somewhere, somehow, somebody yeah, must have kicked you around some. The lyric always kind of stuck out to me. I love Ben Mon's organ in this in particular. Great chorus with that the echo response and the vocals. And uh, this is the song they first shot a video for. This oh. because they didn't want to show up on the Merv Griffin show. They didn't want to have to go do it. So they made the video for it. Little did they know in August 1981, which is a 79 <laughs> when they're doing this, mm-hmm. that MTV would start. And poof. Great timing. Yep, no doubt. But let's hear a little refugee. Okay, that's Jake's uh, number six, Refugee. Yeah. What do you have for number five? My number five is off Into the Great Wide Open. Okay. And it's the song Into the Great Wide Open. Aha. Uh-huh. That makes sense. Uh, I love the smooth pace of the song. You're a big Drowning Depp fan, aren't you? Uh, yeah, the video really uh, tells that story. There's something about that video, I think, again, like we talk about where it kind of it made the song for you, and I think maybe it was the video that was the predecessor for the song. But yeah, Petty's basically telling you a story in a great sing-along chorus there in yeah. a classic video. Yeah, it's funny. When they sent this to MTV, they are like, hey, this is almost seven minutes long. Right. Should we talk to MTV about it? Like, no, let's just send the video. And they and they played it. Yeah, and it doesn't feel and like then, seven And minutes. then they didn't even talk about the seven minutes because mm-hmm. I mean, Faye Dunaway and yeah, all these actors. Johnny Depp in it as the and main Terrence- character. Trent Darby, is that who Was Terrence Trent Darby in it too? I have to go back and watch yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. But oh my gosh, it's it's just a, a great video. But let's listen to Into the Great Wide Open. She Into the Great Wide Open. Rebel Without a Clue. And that's your number five? Yeah. Good song. My number five is a song that you thought was number six, which I couldn't believe it. Oh, we're so close. Uh, yeah, we're really close. <laughs> yeah, my number five is Refugee from Damn Torpedoes. Mike's intro riff, I love. And it, Mike wrote this song, mm-hmm. Mike Campbell. And after listening to B.B. King, this is how this happened. It's kind of an interesting story. He talked to B.B. King, and B.B. King said F-sharp minor is the perfect tonality Really? Yeah, for playing leads and everything. 
and it just sounded perfect on most guitars, you know, standard guitar setup. So Mike just did something in F sharp minor, and he played the under chords just in his thing for Refugee. So it's down, you know, oh, okay. and, 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 and that whole lick that he came up with in the beginning, he just started soloing over it and recording himself soloing over it. And he went back and listened to me and said, that is the, that's what I have to do. Uh, so it's one of those interesting, interesting things. So uh, mm-hmm. Petty's awesome here with the vocals and the, and the lyrics. Yeah. And, yeah, he's in there too. You know, <laughs> so let's hear a little bit more of Refugee. That's my number five, Refugee. And this is one of the songs that moved around quite a bit. Yeah, I bet. It settled at five, and I think that's right where it belongs. You were at six, mm. so we were pretty close on that. Yeah, that makes sense. So my number four is one of my favorite. If you know me and you know this type of music I like, it, it I couldn't put it as the number one Tom Petty song. Thought about it, but mm. it's really number four. Uh, the video is iconic. It's this thing off of a, it's an animated video. Uh <laughs> Uh, inspired by a comic strip called Little Nemo in Slumberland by Windsor McKay. Each strip showed the story of Nemo's dreams. Harrison, Orbison, and Lynn all play on this track with Mike Campbell, mm-hmm. who wrote it. It's off of Full Moon Fever. It's one of the most driving Tom Petty songs it's called Running Down a Dream. Yeah. And the, the video was amazing. You see this little cartoon character with a crown and a little, almost looks like a baby with a cigar. And Tom Petty has Tom Petty in a, in a cartoon. It's just fantastic. Great riff. Actually, we were playing this the other night at uh, in the Red Room. We were just going through it, and we were trying to figure it out. I didn't know how to play it. I was just like, oh, well, let's just go and try and figure it out. And me uh-huh. and Alan and Dave were playing. So it was kind of fun. Anyway, the acoustic strum breaking up the chorus is great. Yeah. It's strong throughout. It actually was number one initially for me. And mm. then it kind of went back down because I got more real about it as, <laughs> as, as I started going through it. But uh, Running Down a Dream is just a fantastic tune. I'm glad you mentioned the um, the acoustic guitar strums in that chorus because it's such a standout part yeah. that I think is Yeah, for a guitarist to, to, to highlight, especially in a driving song like this, the acoustic guitar, but it's really, mm-hmm. it's, it really steps out, yeah. Somewhere Steve Petrie is smiling. <laughs> if you could see us could. in the studio, yeah, air well, strumming those air strumming chords. That, yeah, those chords. That's <laughs> great. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, that was my number four, Running Down a Dream. I got to do one, poof, in front of Jake. <laughs> Imagine that. Okay, go for your number four. Uh, my number four <clears throat> is Heartbreaker Song. That's Led Zeppelin, Heartbreaker. Really? We're going to do that? No, it, it's owned by the Heartbreakers and Tom oh, Petty, okay. but it was someone else's and i don't know if this is cheating i don't know if it's on your list it's but it's a Stephen nick song stop dragging my heart around oh yeah no it's it's, it's a good tune it, that that's kind of a, a weird call it is because i mean they wrote it it's owned well, by well, them Tom Petty they, yeah wrote it, but yeah. i mean they're all playing on it too so it's it's one of those ones whenever you hear it like oh man this is a great tune their voice their voices complement each other very well which is kind of difficult to do with you think with tom petty's uh, vocal sound great organ in there laid back guitar the restraining drums that we always hear. Yeah, it's just uh, always been one of my favorites. Yeah, it's a good tune. This is back when they were going back and forth. Cause Stevie Nicks offered to leave her band, Fleetwood Mac, and join the mm-hmm. Heartbreakers. She wanted to be a Heartbreaker. Tom Petty was like, yeah, that's great, but <laughs> there are no girls in the Heartbreakers. <laughs> and she kept coming back, and uh, I think that was in their uh, uh, Running Down a Dream documentary. Uh, they start talking about it, but and he's like, "Oh yeah, they have to have." Uh, by the way, running down the dream documentary, so good. Three and a half hours of the best time you can. Spend doesn't even feel like that long. It either, doesn't. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. fantastic. Just watch it. It's on uh, Amazon Prime is probably the best place to watch it. You can watch it chopped into fifty pieces on uh, YouTube. It's on Netflix, I thought too. Oh, it's on Netflix mm-hmm. too. Okay, how you good? Prime is a good place for if you're into music and you're into music videos. Prime is a great place uh, to do it. If you're a Prime member, go for it. And even if you're not, you can just buy it on Amazon and watch it whatever device mm-hmm. you're watching. Anyway, digress. 
This sponsor yeah. is brought to you by Alexa. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. This song I felt needed to be in the list. It, I thought it might be cheating in some way, but I thought it's very much owned. It's a it's a heartbreaker song and should be um, allowed to be in the top twelve. Sure, sure. No, I got. Now let's listen to a little of uh, Stevie Nicks songs in this Tom Petty block. <laughs> In all fairness, that is my Campbell era. It's good. Who's now playing for Fleetwood Mac? <laughs> that's a, that's ironic. I wonder how he got that gig. <laughs> okay, that's Jake's yeah. number four. Love that song. Stop Dragging My Heart Around by Stevie Nicks. <laughs> by Tom Petty. I know, Not Tom Petty. It's, it's, it's a duet. Featuring. And Tom Petty wrote it, so in all fairness, I'm, I'm with you. I got you. Yeah. yeah, that was one of those things that I kind of, when I went through my list, I was like, oh, Yeah, I didn't know if I was going to be cheating by pulling this in. Well, but, that's okay. You, you'll throw yeah. it on there, and it'll be like number, and I'll end up being like number 11 or 12, mm-hmm. probably. <laughs> as long as it's in there. <laughs> I'll take what I can get. All right, go ahead. Uh, so number three. I went number great. three. Yeah. This is when it really got tough to narrow down my uh top one two and three so these all are great songs that could have been number one as opposed to all the rest which are really garbage the other re- the, all the rest should have been number twos okay these three should have been number, number one. ones okay got it um this is off the self-titled album oh really the very first one yeah I um and it's american girl yep it's a uh bonafide butt shaker song uh, great breakdown bridge. Um, and then the song just fades out with no ending. It's uh, also interesting. It's the closing track on the album and the last song they ever played in September uh, 25th of 2017. Yep. Right here on the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, it's it's one of those songs when it comes on the radio, you just turn it up. and. Uh... Yeah, I may, I may be talking about that shortly, but not quite yet. Okay, it's Jake's number three, American Girl, off of so um, Petty and the Heartbreakers Those album. Jangly guitars that we keep talking about. It's uh, it's Rickenbackers. It's all yep. good. Yeah, it's it's Rickenbacker. I mean, the biggest promotion ever for Rickenbacker is Tom Petty. Mm. I mean, you know, obviously the Beatles at one point, but in the more recent times. Screw them. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it, no, it's just it's a different time. I mean, in the 60s, yeah. yeah that, that's what yeah. brought Rick and Bucker to the front. And then they kind of disappeared until like the 80s. And then, boom, all of a sudden, or late 70s, really, when uh, Damn the Torpedoes came out. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my number three is a song you've already played, and we're going to hear that story a lot coming up <laughs> because you have your stuff way too high on your list. <laughs> And they should be lower numbers. For me, this is a song that moved up quite a bit. And it's off their Greatest Hits album, mm. Mary Jane's Last Dance. It's yeah, I don't blame you. The harmonica, right? You know, mm. This is why you like the song. Right? Uh, but the hook at the solo is great and tasteful solo. The harmonies at the chorus. And the groove is just mesmerizing for me with this song. And uh, and then we talked about Indiana Girl and all that other stuff before. Let's listen to uh, uh, Last Dance with Mary Jane, my number three. Correctly placed, by the way. <laughs> okay, that's my number three, Last Dance with Mary Jane. And once again, I Thank wish you. you could hear all of the goodness that we heard, and you can if you go to our <laughs> Spotify list and listen to the whole song. We're going to give you 15 seconds of that, and it's really good 15 seconds, but really take your time and jump over to the Spotify playlist, our current playlist, and listen to the whole song. It's just Tom Petty is one of these people that you have to listen to the whole song after we talk about it. It's just, it's fantastic. So anyway, let's go to my number two. I'm almost tempted to go to my number two and number one and let Jake roll with the rest of the way. Go for it. Just because we've kind of heard this already. So... My number two <laughs> is off of Into the Great Wide Open. It's Learning to Fly. Okay. Tom Petty would say, that I wanted this song to be a redemptive song, but only in the vaguest way. He, he didn't want to come out and say anything. 
But the video, if you watch the video on this, it's all the people trying to do something. It's at, at first you think this song would be about drugs. Because Lord and the Fly, you know, all that stuff. You get that without wings. Got it. But he took this almost ver verbose from uh, a show he was watching and he had a pilot talking and said, he literally said, learning to fly, coming down is mm. the hardest thing and, and that's where that came from. And it's really simple chord progression. It's F, C, A minor, and a G. Right. So if you're a guitar player and you want to play it or uh, pretty much any instrument you can play, <laughs> you can do that. It's uh, co-written with Jeff Lynn from ELO and the Wilburys. Acoustic, catchy feel. Whatever you're kind of doing in the video, it's kind of learning to fly. People learning how to talk to women, to girls at the point when they're younger. When you start to do a job or do play guitar or play drums, you're learning to fly in that instrument. And you can kind of take that in that way. And I think that's kind of how the video put it forward. And obviously you can take the drug angle if you really want to. And maybe that was part of the angle that he took. Uh, anyway, so Learning to Fly is one of my favorite songs. And... As I said, this moved up from probably six to two. And at the end, I was like, this is where it belongs. <laughs> Let's hear a little bit of Learning to Fly. Okay, that's my number two, Learning to Fly. Uh, and... Uh, let me just jump to number one because Jake's already played the song. <laughs> really has no idea where it belongs. And uh, as the last song that Tom Petty ever played and the, the song that he ends every concert with, pretty much that I know about. Mm. I have not heard a song that he doesn't. Uh, Driving Drums highlight the guitar. The bass is awesome in the intro. The guitar mm. accents are awesome. Yep. The verse draws you in. The breakdown is almost this great funk feel, which I kind of like quite a bit. And the guitar runs at the end are quite fun. Mm -hmm. It's, of course, American Girl off of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, yeah. the original album. I don't dispute that. And it's kind of interesting. It was almost my one, like I said. Yeah. The, the thing that I remember is the rumor about the song is it's, it's, it's about this wholesome girl who dropped acid for the first time in the week of, in college. <laughs> and she jumped out of the window and thought she could fly. Oh, was that true, though? I yeah, uh, th this is uh, supposedly at University of Florida, yeah. right? When they talked about it, she jumped out of her window, which looked over Route 441, which they talk about in the song. So whether or not this actually happened or whatever, the whole rumor of this, it was what the song was written about. In the second verse, it was kind of cold that night. She stood alone on a balcony. She, she, she could see the cars roll by out on the 441. Mm. It, that was when she jumped out. And that was where this whole urban legend, or if it actually occurred, it actually occurred. I didn't do forensic research. So uh, that's what American Girl is about. Way to bum us out with a good song. Uh, no, I know. <laughs> this is the last song you have heard Tom Petty ever play live. Mm -hmm. So let's listen to a little of American Girl about midway. There's the actual number one song, uh, American Girl. Uh, off uh, yeah, of, off of the I don't first disagree. Album by Tom it's, Penny. No, I got definitely, you. Uh... So uh, I think you have two and one to go with, uh, which are clearly not yeah. on my list at this point. Or one if they of them were, is. Or it could have been. Previous. We'll see. This okay. one is a new one, though. Um, yeah, I guess it's special to me only. It's uh, off the self-titled album, and it's Breakdown. Yeah, this was one of the songs that was that was on yeah. my list too. I'm with you. Um, yeah, that sultry strut kind of groove to it. This one, it was the first single, I think. Mm -hmm. um, there's something about that slinky guitar lick that's going on. It just feels good. And the, I love the backing vocals and the chorus. This has always been one of those ones when it comes on the radio. It's just you stop what you're doing and you pay attention. Oh, this is kind of interesting. Like uh, Mike Campbell's guitar lick. You know, the, the hook for yeah. Breakdown? Dee, 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 dee. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was only at the end of the song originally. And he had this local singer come by. I can't remember the guy's name. It's not important, really. Yeah. But he came back and he listened to the track that Tom played him. He's like, you should play that more often. That's, yeah. That's like the hook you need to it is the hook. The song. Mm -hmm. And then they changed it and they re-recorded it. And look. And there you go. First single. 
and Breakdown. It's a really good song. So let's listen to a little Breakdown. Okay, that's number two for Jake. Sexy tune. Breakdown. Good tune. Mm-hmm. Good, good tune. I'm surprised it wasn't up at all on your list. Yeah, what didn't make my list at all. It was one of those ones that was right on the fringe. I'm hoping that the number one song is what I think it is, which I actually had as my number one song at one point, but I dropped it down just a little bit. I think you're right. Off of Tell me what you Fever. think it is. Full Moon Fever. Is it about the cartoon character, that one? Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yep. When you said that you had it your number one and I that you dropped it down, I, it I was so. like, good, because this is going to be a good uh, salvation moment here. Yep. Jake and you even it. said the the driving song. It has that great energy. Um, it just feels good off the bat. And that memorable guitar hook. Um, we talked about the acoustic guitar strums in there. Love the woo-oos. Um, it's just a perfect song. Simple, straight, but good Can song. you say the name of it just because I didn't actually say the name of it? Oh, yeah. It's called Running Down Dream. Yep. That's uh, a good choice. By Tom Potty. Tom Potty. <laughs> Only after you've had a lot to drink. <laughs> so let's listen to a little uh, Tom Petty. Uh, Running Down Dream. Jake's number one. That's running down a dream. Yeah. Jake's number one. Tell me it doesn't feel so good. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really good song. It was one of those ones that was originally number one. I was like, if I really step back, isn't American Girl number one? It's his yeah. last song he ever played. It's it's the song that everybody he ended you. almost every concert with. I'm like, uh, you know, I, I got to kind of give some props. and But your pick of running down a dream, I get it. I had it at number one for that brief period. But after I had time to think about it all, that's where it ended up at four, yeah. and I think four is where it belongs. But <laughs> So uh, what do you think about Modern Times beer for Orgaville? What do you think? It's a killer beer. I'm surprised. It's fantastic. Yeah. If you guys want to try a really good IPA, if you like a little hoppiness, oh, so good. I, I really kind of fell in love with it. Yeah. Like I said, there's a million and one IPAs out there, but this one actually stands out among too many. Uh, just to remind people what our, my 12 was and then what Jake's 12 is, and then we're going to go leap. And magically, by the power of computers, we will come up with the original, the official Tom Petty Dirty Dozen. So here we go. My number 12 was Jamming Me. My number 11 was You Wreck Me. My number 10 was Even the Losers. Number 9 was You Don't Know How It Feels. Number 8 was Don't Come Around Here No More. Number 7 was Free Fallen. Number 6 was I Won't Back Down. Number 5 was Refugee. Number 4 was Running Down a Dream. Number 3 was Mary Jane's Last Dance. Number 2 was Learning to Fly. And my number 1 was American Girl. Jake? Yeah, my number 12 is I Need to Know. Number 11, Don't Do Me Like That. Was that on your list? Not at all, huh? Number 10, Mary Jane's Last Dance. Number 9, Learning to Fly. 8, I Won't Back Down. 7, Free Fallen. 6, Is Refugee. 5, Is Into the Great Wide Open. 4, Stop Dragging My Heart Around. Number 3, American Girl. 2, Breakdown. And 1, Running Down a Dream. And now by the power of the computer by the power of grayskull <laughs> i am he-man <laughs> jake said it first i just kind of went with it he's she-ra i guess in this situation okay oh no let's let's five four three two and here by the magic of the computer we have the official official perfect without any flaw top 12 list for all time, yeah. for Tom Petty. Preserved. Look at Rolling Stone? I don't think so. Look at yeah. Spin? Don't think so. This is it. Look at the Dirty Dozen podcast. You got it right here. So let's start with number 12. Is You Don't Know How It Feels. Number mm -hmm. 11 is Don't Come Around Here No More. Number 10 is Into the Great Wide Open. 
Number nine is stop dragging my heart around. Number eight is breakdown. Number seven is free falling, which makes sense because that's why we both had mm. it. Uh, number six is I won't back down. Number five is Mary Jane's last dance. Hmm. Number four is refugee. Number three is learning to fly. Number two is running down a dream. And the number one song for Tom Petty, officially for the Dirty Dozen podcast, and by anybody with a <laughs> a good thought in their head, is American Girl. I can test this. Uh, American Girl. Well, you have a lot on there that, that shouldn't be in here anyway. <laughs> but uh, but uh, American Girl, because we both had it up high, I think mm-hmm. that's kind of what, it, what yeah. it came down to. American Girl is the number one overall. Then it's Running Down a Dream, Learning to Fly, Refugee, Mary Jane's Last Dance. I Won't Back Down, Free Fallen, Breakdown, Stop Dragging My Heart Around, which really isn't even a uh, Tom Petty song. It is. Uh, Into the Great Wide <laughs> Open, Don't Come Around Your Own No More, and You Don't Know How It Feels. That's the official uh, top 12 list by yeah, Tom like Petty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's fair. I concur. That was it. That was fun. Uh, what do you think about the beer? We talked about it before. It's awesome. Yeah. One of the best beers we've had. I mean, yeah. I was going to say there's a lot of times we try beers and it's like, yeah, it's good. It's beer. But this one... Um... When, uh, gets, I would have uh, a special and, nod and put on a mantle for special occasions. And, yeah, uh, check it out for sure. Yeah, modern so, times. Good. We'll we'll have a link to their uh, site at on the the page. And now let's talk about uh, next week. Well, two weeks from now. Next week you're going to see an awesome video of us drinking something we really shouldn't, as we <sighs> pushed our uh, alcohol level to the limit on our next video, which will be out a week from today. Then two weeks from today, we will put our next podcast out, which will be those fools from San Francisco (laughs) who thought that they could stop the internet revolution by protesting (laughs) uh, Napster Napster, (laughs) and calling Congress and trying to sue people. Uh, But then they realized the error of their ways and they came up with Enter Night and some good beers and (laughs) uh, Blackened, which is some whiskey. So they're, they're, they're working on it. And Lars is kind of getting his act straight. One of my favorite bands of all time. One of the bands that just changed my life. And I know Jake isn't quite at that level, but... They're one of the uh, okayest bands that changed my yeah, life. Yeah, for me. Uh, Metallica <laughs> is an amazing band. And I am going to have the hardest time you've ever mm-hmm. seen. Me too, actually. Making a, a, making a Dirty Dozen out of Metallica. But we will do that two weeks from today. Uh, I'm sure that it won't be everything off of St. Anger. So if you're hoping for the top 12 to just come off of St. Anger, I don't know. it probably won't. Uh, but aside from St. Anger, it's going to be a bear for me to decide. Yeah. Thank you for being a part of our podcast life. Truly, we, we both so appreciate you yep. and your input and people who are starting to take time to post on our uh, Facebook page, on our YouTube channel. People who are subscribing, thank you. And uh, what we're going to start doing is putting videos out maybe a little bit early on the YouTube channel. So if you want to find our YouTube channel, uh, subscribe to that. And then we'll put it on Facebook a couple days later. So maybe next Wednesday, we're going to have uh, the video out on uh, on YouTube. And on next Friday, it will be on Facebook. Whichever way you like it, that's fine. Thank you so much. And God bless. And we'll see you next week. for Well, two weeks from now from some Metallica. Mm. Thanks so much. Bye now.